showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to London and to Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Longbox Crusade. Just chilling here in jolly old England in our recording studio set up at 221B Baker Street. This costs a lot. I hope you guys enjoy the show. I'm your host, Jared Albrecht, the Yard Sale Artist, and joining me as always is the Watson to my Sherlock, Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados. How are we feeling today? Dr. Christados. Well, I'm doing all right, Jared. I've gotten some bad news when we got here. Mm. Apparently, some of the warehouses that I got set up no. for my importing, exporting Smuggling. Mongo. Yes. <laughs> Your smuggling business to Mongo. Yes. There's been a little fire oh. going on in, with some of my pipes there, so mm-hmm. I just I'm don't sorry. know what's going on there. A part of me sorry to hear that. The other part is glad that you're out of the illegal smuggling business. Well, I'm not out of it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I should get some insurance money. I'm just, just a set ma- Oh, so these yeah. are insurance fires. It's a whole new scheme you're doing. Okay, I got yeah, it. <laughs> I think there's a, some sort of a saboteur. <laughs> <laughs> there's a Samson tour going on. Oh, to get I- me or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. Let's just check in uh, with the Mycroft to my Sherlock, my older, wiser brother, Jason the Weasel Skull Albrecht. And how are you today, Jason? I am doing just fine, Pat. He and I have been talking, and I've come up with this scheme on how we're going to catch said saboteur. I have a suspects narrowed down, and we're going to all sit in a small room with a bomb hidden somewhere in said room that's going to go off. And the first person to blink, that's the guy. (laughs) That sounds like a solid plan to me. What could go wrong? (laughs) And by the way, I use some of our Patreon money to rent the apartment across the street, too, so I can watch our apartment from said apartment. Okay, so whenever you're not talking on the show, you're across the street watching us talking on the show. Yep, exactly. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. It'll all come together. It'll all make sense momentarily. (laughs) I doubt that. We also have with us our favorite constable, Delvin the Dark Web, Wilkins. And how do you do, Bobby Wilkins? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm in a very giving mood. And uh, Jason, dude, I have a Sky Striker for you here in England. Woo! You know where it is? It's outside, out the door, behind the shed. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go get it. I'll go get it. Sweet. That gift is the bomb. (laughs) Not proud of that. Okay. <laughs> oh. We have a guest. We pulled together some of the Crusaders Club Patreon money. Thank you to all our patrons. Mm-hmm. So we could buy an extra plane ticket. Then we found out we could refund the plane ticket because you can store a machine as cargo. We have with us Gene Gene, the podcasting machine. Hendrix, welcome to Baker Street, sir. Thank you very much. And hang on one second. I just got to finish this order. Uh, yeah, four suitcases. Yeah, identical. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Uh, sorry about that. Mm. Maybe we should start staring at each other right now. Everybody's a suspect on this thing. (laughs) I know we got to ask questions. I know we got to ask Gene some questions that all guests get to answer. But I'm looking out the window at our Baker Street flat. Is that Jason across the street? (laughs) What up, (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely Jason. It's a nice telescope he has. It is. Yeah, he'll be back. That Patreon money's rolling in, Phil. No, I got more telescope. Not. I'm thinking about we might be able to put in a second cotton candy machine down in our backup apartment. Oh, we could have a cotton candy machine here, one at the Longbox Crusade Studios, and maybe get one up at Mongo. Need to get some more patrons. Tell your friends. Let's get to these guest questions. Gene Hendricks, again, thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. It's good to be back in 221B. It is indeed, sir. 
And I would like you to tell us the answer to a two-part question, which is as follows. What is your first memory of Sherlock Holmes, and what is your favorite iteration of the character? The first memory I have is actually a movie called Murder by Decree, Mm. and that stars Christopher Plummer as Sherlock Holmes and James Mason as Watson. And it's essentially Sherlock Holmes trying to track down Jack the Ripper. Nice. It's, It's a really good movie. It's from 1979. Very well done. And they use a lot of the historic Jack the Ripper evidence as part of the plot. It draws a conclusion onto who Jack the Ripper was, and then you have to figure out, oh, do I believe this? I see. I would recommend it. Very good. Very cool. I just recently finished an Xbox 360 game called Sherlock Holmes versus Jack the Ripper. Did the same thing. Brought in (laughs) all the real evidence and whatnot. Now I want to definitely see the movie because, A, I like Christopher Plummer. Two, I like Sherlock Holmes. And Roman numeral three, I could compare it to uh, the game I just played. Yeah. Yeah, that would be an interesting comparison. Hopefully you report back on a future show. <laughs> I intend to. Please uh, name of the movie again, sir. Murder by Decree. Murder by Decree. I'm pretty sure they remade that like in the early 2000s. Starring uh, Scott Staff, it was called Murder by Decree. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm here to bless the podcast. <laughs> I thought it was a, a show where someone got murdered by some deodorant. Was Finger, that, was, that was a good one. I'm going to give you a... I'm coming to my arms wide shut open. Shut up when I'm telling the stupider joke on top of his stupid <laughs> joke. You shut up. Go ahead oh, and give boy. him a good one. My arms are wide open for you, Delvin. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> As anyway, favorite my, iteration. Yes. My favorite iteration is one you've heard many times before, and that would be Jeremy Brett in the Grenada television series. <laughs> we got to watch this thing. Yes. Yeah, we do. Uh, well, it, we do. Yeah. It's gonna, it, it will take you a while to do it. I actually have the entire series on DVD. Do and, you now? Yes. And there's three or four stories per disc, and I think there's 10 to 12 discs. I, I forget off the top of my head how many there are, but they got through almost every single Sherlock Holmes story before Jeremy Brett unfortunately passed away. So there's a lot of them. Pat, would you be so kind as to give a show description just in case this is the first time someone's ever joined our program? I sure can, Jared. I'd be glad to. Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review, sometimes index show brought to you by the Longbox Crusade, where we'll be taking you back to the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage and it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. On this episode, we will continue our indexing of all 39 episodes of the 1954 television series Sherlock Holmes. 1954's Sherlock Holmes was produced by Sheldon Reynolds. It starred Ron Howard as Sherlock Holmes and H. Marion Crawford as Dr. Watson. So take off your deerstalker cap. Light your pipe, get cozy by the fireplace, and let the soothing violin music of Mr. Sherlock Holmes whisk you away into the past. But if you slip up now, you're going to have to do it all over again. Beautiful, beautiful music. Very nice. Again, yes, we don't you give watch a bunch answers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, fellas. Uh, I didn't realize it was playtime for my little lads. 
<laughs> mini back. probe? Uh, How's it going, probe. mini death probe? probe? Go back to your room. Put pants on. Oh, you keeping these guys in line? Everything okay? Dark web? I see you over there trying to avert your gaze, but you're going to look at me in this robe, baby. You're going to look at me in this robe. I don't, I don't want to. That's creepy. Okay. Hey, Jason. Right. Wait, who's this guy over here? I don't know you, laddie. Why are you looking at me with those eyes? Just, why, do, why do you think? I think you want to meet my shillelagh. No, don't make eye contact, Gene. <laughs> it's not eye contact I'm worried about. <laughs> this guy's hey, clever. I like this guy. Hey, Sean, I, I got a question for you. Yes. I got a question for you. Go for uh, it, Doritos. What do you got? Okay, if you can help me out. Uh, Jason, can you give him the key to the room across the street? I think there might be some stuff over there. I need you to check out the cupboards. Mr. Connery, have you and Pat been moving some merch across the street? I can neither confirm nor deny such <laughs> accusations. I retire to my quarters. Thank you very much. You ladies have a great evening. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Bye, Sean. Jeez, oh, good lord. Okay. I mean, how many lawsuits do we have to lose uh, once more? Well, yeah. That's where all that Patreon money goes. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. And I think Pat's been embezzling it in his smuggling schemes. Anyways, <laughs> the other question we always ask people who come on is, do you play a musical instrument? I'm a big Huey Lewis fan, and okay. since I can't sing to save my life, I figured I might as well learn to play the harmonica. Oh. oh okay. Will you play some for us? I would be happy to. All right, let's hear that. Is not bad, not bad at all. Oh, no, he said he just started. It's been on and off for a little while. Wow, clearly more on than on. Uh, clearly, are you familiar with the Sutherlands? I am, yes, because they've got like a sax bongo French horn thing going on, and you <laughs> might fit right in. That would be interesting. Yeah, we, we should put a combo together. <laughs> Assuming I can actually figure out where they are at any given point. They are a jet setting couple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are an international couple of mystery. That's for sure. But hearing Pat's violin, and we sometimes forget to mention, Jason plays that little backup piano you yep, hear. Yep. Mm -hmm. And hearing Gene on the harmonica, I've been karaokeing with Delvin before. He sings really well. It's inspired me. I'm going to pick the violin back up and give it another go. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, yeah. no. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Jared, it's time for believing. I, I think everybody deserves a chance, and I think you should do this. I believe in you. Thank you, Delvin. Yes. You would not just set me up for a comedic effect. No, absolutely okay. not. All right. Well, here we go. And I instantly regret that. That was something for sure. Yeah, it, it, it was. Yeah. What the hell was that noise? <laughs> <laughs> See what you did? Billy Jack Bull right there. Sorry, Connery. Sorry, everybody. Give me another six, seven episodes. I'm sorry. Delvin, just save me. 
Absolutely, sir. Episode 21 was titled The Case of the Reluctant Carpenter. The original air date was 7 March 1955. The director was Steve Previn. The writers were Sidney Morse and Sheldon Reynolds, with guest stars Archie Duncan as Inspector Lestrade. And we have Richard Lark as Wilkins! We have Pierre Gay as Bricker and Roland Bartrop as Carpenter B, as in Bravo. As a reminder, all 39 episodes are available on YouTube. We highly encourage you to watch this episode before proceeding with this podcast because not only is it just more fun that way, but Jared is about to give a synopsis about this episode and then we're going to discuss it. So there are probably some spoilers heading your way. So again, if you haven't watched this episode, we recommend you pause here, go check it out on YouTube and then come back to join our discussion. And at only 26 minutes per episode, it's not a big time demand. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who are watching along with us, we love to hear your insights. Don't forget to comment about the show on Twitter using hashtag I'm following homes. Jason. I'm following homes. Pat. Hashtag I'm following homes. Hashtag I'm following homes. Dean. Hashtag I'm following Holmes. We are all following Holmes, ladies and gentlemen. And with that, let's turn it over to Jared for the episode summary. All right, here we go. an arsonist on the loose. Lestrade has burnt buildings and the dead body of a stabbing victim not far from the fires. Lestrade and Wilkins head over to 221B to consult with Holmes on the case, but Holmes and Watson are in an apartment across the street, spying on their own apartment as they try to catch a thief. As they wait in the 221B flat for Holmes and Watson to return, Lestrade and Wilkins attempt to analyze their only clue, a mud sample from the shoe of the victim, using Holmes's chemistry set and his books. The analysis of the mud is actually going pretty well, until the arsonist himself shows up and explains his extortion scheme to Lestrade, thinking that he's Holmes, and then spirits away after telling Lestrade that he set a firebomb to go off if his ransom demands aren't paid. Crafty Watson trails the arsonist only to find him shot dead. Now how will they find the firebomb that's set to go off in less than three hours? Will the mud samples help? Who shot the arsonist from Holmes' apartment? How far do you think Holmes can throw a suitcase bomb? Tune in and find out. Let's get into some highs and lows. We will start with our guest, Gene. Do you have a high or a low for your first round? I'm going to go with a high for my first round, and that would be the camaraderie between Lestrade and Wilkins in this one. Yes. Especially when we open up and they're essentially reading each other's minds saying we have to go see Holmes. The back and forth between those two was just terrific this entire episode. 
Did you feel like Wilkins was mentally tricking Lestrade into going to see Holmes? Because I did. No, because it seemed to me like they just both knew what had to be done because this is, what, the 20-something episode? So the audience knows where they're going. The writers know where they're going. They know where they're going, and no one has to say anything. It's just, yes, let's, let's go get in the carriage, take the clue over there. Over where? Well, the homes, of course. <laughs> I did enjoy that scene as well. I like how the bureaucracy in 19th century Scotland Yard was so reminiscent of today. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we have all, how much invested in this crime lab? And, <laughs> and Brand new crime lab. <laughs> yeah. And then they even showed the guy there for a minute. He's like, yeah, I just need some more time. to. <laughs> like, oh, God dang it. <laughs> At first, I thought that that might have been the guy that did something, you know, because he was like buying time. Oh, he was the guy that did nothing. Yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah, mm. yeah. He would have had to motivate himself to come up with a crime like this. That <laughs> just wasn't going to happen. Speaking of unmotivated, Pat, high or a low for this round, sir? I'm going to give it another high. Again, this issue was just really full of Wilkins. So mm-hmm, I'm going to mm-hmm. keep some more praises on Wilkins here. Is with I really liked when he himself mentioned the callback to his first appearance. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, that's really cool. And that's to go back that far and bring that up again. I'm like, oh, that was there really good. There were many callbacks to the first episode in this episode. And that is one of many. I will regale you with the others when we get to fun facts. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. But you are correct. He did call back to the first episode of the Lady Beryl case, I do believe. Case of Lady Beryl. Speaking of proper English ladies, Jason, high or low? Thank you, sir. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go right from the beginning. The show really established itself having a pretty fast pace. I mean, they opened right up with this big arson, the fire scene, a dead body going into the morgue. And I was gripped right out of the gate, like, what is going on? And this episode just seemed to step on the gas a little bit as far as as moving us and heightening tension. And I really enjoyed it. You're right. Some of the ones Mm -hmm. do feel like, we got to make it to 26 minutes. This (laughs) one did not feel that way. Well, there was a point. Oh, I know the part you're talking about. I know the part you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) For about 15 minutes there. Even that was pretty tense, I thought. Speaking of tense, Delvin? As a fan of the Auburn Tigers, I felt that it was very appropriate that they showed a live look-in to start the show of uh, Alabama's basketball season. (laughs) 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 I get it, because it was on fire, just burning down, catastrophic. Yeah, around their ears. (laughs) Yo! Okay, but seriously, um, I want to piggyback on what Gene was mentioning about the camaraderie. We've talked about the camaraderie of Holmes and Watson before. We've talked a little bit about the camaraderie of Lestrade and Wilkins, and it's almost an identical dynamic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you're right. And in some ways, you could almost say that in, in the Lestrade-Wilkins dynamic, Wilkins is Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because, like, I mean, he does it in a in a follower sort of way, but he leads Lestrade by the nose a lot of times. But it's never fully patronizing anyway. And so I, I really enjoyed that dynamic for this episode. And I really am growing to enjoy Lestrade as well, because he reminds me of J. Jonah Jameson so much. He's gruff, <laughs> but I mean, he actually has a good heart. 
It reminds me very much of when I was like a young second lieutenant and first lieutenant, and you've got that really capable NCO that works for you who's been in for like 18 years. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, that is a pretty good idea, LT. There's another way we could look at it. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Just kind of guiding you yeah. along. <laughs> you know? Oh, no, you're still in charge, man. But, uh, hmm. Yeah, I like it when Wilkins says, that's just what I said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought we could do it, you know, maybe this way. You know, it, it, it might be easy. <laughs> <laughs> the chemicals are here. Yeah. The books are here, you know. <laughs> it's like cookery book. I like yes. that term. Cookery book. I, I, I want <laughs> to read book. pudding. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, speaking of funny, Gene Gene, turn the machine back on, sir. What do you think? High or low for your second and final round? So screw Un- up. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to give it a low this time. <gasps> it seemed like Holmes wasn't necessary to this story. It's supposed to be a Sherlock Holmes episode, and all Holmes did was come up with one clue, and he couldn't even figure out where that was from. He had to wait for the police to tell him, oh, yes, go over here. Good point. He didn't actually solve that clue. No. The crime lab eventually did come through and made their best guess. So if you remove Holmes and Watson from this story, it ends the same way. Oh, which no. I don't think that's very good in a Sherlock Holmes story. I don't know, man. How far can Lestrade throw a suitcase? <laughs> I, would, I would bet on Wilkins throwing a suitcase. Yeah, really. Wilkins probably sling that thing, man. He definitely could. Here's the thing. You're bringing me down, Gene, because I'm like, right. I was really fond of this episode, but you made a lot of sense, and I don't like it. You don't like it when it makes sense? Nope. We shouldn't talk very often then. <laughs> I'm used to podcasting with people who make no sense. That's right. <laughs> oh, speaking of my favorite podcast, it makes no sense. Pat, your turn. High or low? Gene drops that bomb on us now, and now I'm I thinking. I'm like, oh man. Overall, I enjoyed this episode. Whether or not I know that bomb now that Gene did or not, I still think it was a fun episode. Sorry. Um, I love <laughs> I love the locations. You get some more locations again of them being outside of their normal 221B or just other places. So I thought that was really cool. That's about yeah. it. I, really, I just had a lot of stuff about Wilkins because it was just mm-hmm. so much of Wilkins in this one. Yeah, it was I great. Really, I was great. digging it. It's great. Me too. Let's pitch it to Jason. What's your final high or low? I still say that it's a high. I like the teamwork and the fact that it wasn't Holmes just kind of stealing the show. I get, I get it. You know, it's it's it is his show, but I think it gives a little bit more depth to uh, Lestrade and to Wilkins and even Watson. They were all kind of splitting up, doing their own thing. Watson mm-hmm. trailing the guy from the apartment, and even though not all the leads panned out, the fact that they were working together, they all kind of brought little pieces to the of the puzzle together and. I enjoyed that. One of my favorite parts of the episode is when the the guy went in thinking he was threatening Holmes, and it was actually Wilkins and Lestrade. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, yeah, this bomb's going off, and there's nothing you can do to stop me. And Lestrade's like, that look on his face as he starts walking towards it. He's like, oh, I wouldn't bet on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, he's going to get his 
<laughs> that was so I just thought this was one of those episodes where all four of them pulled together and all came up with a piece and were able to avert disaster by working together instead of Holmes doing everything himself. So I don't know. I guess you could look at that as a high or a low, depending on what you wanted to get from the show. But for me, it was a high. I think there's just something about this episode that story-wise, that it's something different from the other ones. A lot of throwbacks to the first episode to include, you'll notice the writing credit for Sheldon Reynolds. A lot of the episodes we've been watching lately have been written by the Earlies, Charles and Joseph Early. And this is kind of like the return of Sheldon Reynolds to actually writing one. So it definitely could be the source of your different vibe there, Pat. Bobby Wilkins, bring us home, my friend. Why did the arsonist get shot? I want to know that, too. I'm also unclear about why there was a stabbing victim at the beginning. It was like they were Mm -hmm. in a cabal. And my only answer to that, because it was never directly addressed on the show, my only answer to that was that maybe these three guys had plotted this extortion and guy number three just wanted all the money. That's about as good of a guess as any. Yeah. Got all I got. And I've seen this episode a couple times. (laughs) I will say, breaking all the rules and turns, that one of the things I found funny is the criminals have this kind of weird sense of honor, apparently. Because, again, we see the situation when Holmes is running out with that case. Everybody follows him. All the cops follow him and Watson follows him <laughs> and leaves the guy behind. Like, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Why does the guy make a break? But then he's it? there later on. Yeah, you just stood there mm-hmm. and waited. It's like, well, they caught me, you know, rules are rules. <laughs> <laughs> if the four of us were in a room and let's just say Delvin was like, there's a bomb. I got it. I'm going to throw it away. I'm not chasing after him. I'm like, good luck. <laughs> Bro, it'd be like that. It'd be like that Seinfeld episode where George, there's a fire and George is <laughs> pushing everybody pushing out of the way. Around. <laughs> bomb notice, goes that way. I go this way. You notice I picked Delvin. He gets rid of the bomb because we've seen his cheetah-like speed uh, chasing out carts. <laughs> He was fast. He was ridiculously fast. (laughs) In the time it took me to like shrug your shoulders at me like and give up, he'd already got the cart. It was crazy. Crazy. (laughs) Delvin moves at the speed of I give up. Okay. He does. Oh, goodness. Uh, any other I think it's that- more like I give up at the speed of Delvin. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, Jason wins the episode. Very well done, Jason. Very well done. <laughs> Good one, Jason. I need a minute. <laughs> give it up at the speed of Delvin. <laughs> oh, goodness. They're going to take me seriously for now. <laughs> <laughs> They're all laughing with me. <laughs> so that's your next T-shirt design, right? I give up at the speed of Delvin. I give up at the speed of Delvin. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Anybody else have any burning thoughts on highs and lows before we move into fun facts? Nope. Nope. I think I brought the room down enough. Thank you. Yeah. I told you I count that silverware. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So for the fun facts, they're a little lean this episode. Not a lot going on behind the scenes, but I did tantalize earlier with a lot of throwbacks to the first episode. Case of Lady Burl, I believe that was. Pat mentioned that Wilkins mentioned it in the episode. I've already mentioned that Sheldon Reynolds has returned as a writer. So we got a couple of actors that haven't been seen around for a while. Well, Maybe more recently. Let's start with Roland Bartrop. He played Carpenter B, a.k.a. the bad guy. Bad guy with the heart of gold who waited for them to come back and arrest him. (laughs) This is actually his fifth appearance on the show, but this is only his second credited appearance. Mm. The only other credited appearance he had was on the first episode. 
does anybody remember who he was on the last episode? <laughs> on the last episode? Mm-hmm. The last episode he appeared on is what you're saying. The last episode, the one we did with Darren and Ruth. The suffragette one? Yes. He He was was in in that? He was in that. Was he the other dude with the cape? Close. Oi, get back in the kitchen! (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, he didn't have his mustache on. (laughs) That was the same actor. (laughs) Roland Bartrop played the heckler that we all got a lot of entertainment out of on the last one, but he was uncredited. Like I said, he hasn't been credited since episode one, but he's been around for five episodes. And this is the second appearance of Pierre Gay, who played Bricker, and he co-starred with Roland Bartrop in the first episode. So a lot of first episode callbacks. Mm. Writer, got a mention, got a couple actors. Yes, maybe Sheldon Reynolds was just feeling like old home week or something. All right. Now comes the most dangerous part of the episode. Everybody get your pipes out. Delvin's got the pipe case. Take your pipes from Delvin. Return your pipes to Delvin. (laughs) Well, you know, I think Jason got these luggage, right? I think Gene ordered the luggage. Oh, Gene ordered the luggage. I don't have any luggage. I I secured the apartment. I signed the lease today. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I got to get my stuff, my story straight here. So, (laughs) (laughs) things happen here. Don't just. Follow the rules. Get your pipes from Delvin. Here yes. you go, everybody. Here All right. Thank you. Connery, get back in your room. <laughs> no pipes for Deshaun. No <laughs> pipes for the Connery. Come on. Come on, man. Can you put him in the apartment across the street, please? <laughs> Lose I'm the gonna, key. I'm going to put him in a home, all right. <laughs> all right. Everybody's got five pipes out in front of them, and we're going to rate this show. If you give it all five of your pipes, that means you loved it. It four means it was very good. Three means it was good. Two means it was just okay. And Gene probably ruined it for you. And yeah. one means I flat out didn't like it. So starting with our guest, how many of five pipes are you going to give Mr. Podcasting Machine? All right. I loved the stuff with Lestrade and Wilkins. But (laughs) Holmes not really doing much. Mm. And the unexplained questions means I'm only going to give it a three. Three pipes mm-hmm. from the podcasting machine. Got you know, I don't, I don't mind that. I know, because you're eyeballing the other two pipes. <laughs> <laughs> At least two yeah, more pipes. Yeah, go, 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 ahead, Gene. yeah, go ahead, Gene. Hand me those. Yeah, so, here, here you go, Delvin. Here you, <laughs> right. thank you. Hey, 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 Gene. Uh, I'll get the cattle prod. Keep <laughs> All right, Pat. Eyes on me, buddy. Eyes on me. How many of your five pipes will you give to the episode? I am going to give this five pipes. I'm smoking it all, baby. I'm smoking it all. Smoking it all. I mean, I'm going to let Gene bring me down. Metaphorically, smoking it all. Yep. (laughs) Via metaphor. Tell them to get those pipes. All right, moving on. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Uh, Metaphorically. You gave gave your five. Here, I'll tell you what. Take this little shot of brandy. You've earned it. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) I know I get my way either way. (laughs) Enjoy the sweet tea, Pat. Okay, moving over to Jason. Five pipes, what do you think? I'm going to agree with Pat. I'm giving this one five pipes. I knew there were some flaws. I know there were some flaws, but I love the movement. I love the action. I love the camaraderie between four of our most beloved characters. And I just honestly can't think if there's an episode that I've enjoyed more than this one. So five pipes for me. It did have a riveting factor. I will Mm. agree with that. Delvin, you going whole hog with the five? You going with the uh, Gene Gene, the torpedo machine with the three? <laughs> or? 
I'm going to be stuck in the middle here. I, I, in that, I'm giving it a four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I, I gave the last up, the careless suffragette a four, and everyone's like, <laughs> 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 and, I, and, I, and I remember Darren is like, well, perhaps Delvin's been in the pipes. <laughs> <laughs> and and that that episode had some flaws, but it was funny and engaging to me. And this one, yeah, the the camaraderie between Wilkins and Lestrade and Holmes and Watson by both of those dynamics were great. The storyline kept me guessing to like, you know, what's going on. And it had that uh, Mexican standoff at the end. It was a very good episode, and I enjoyed it. So um, I'm going to give it a four. Fair enough, sir. Fair enough. I'm going to – if Joe November was here, (laughs) (laughs) he'd easily give this a 4.5. But I tell you what, just for the riveting factor, I'm giving it the bump, and I'm going for the full five. Oh, nice. I I don't disagree with Gene. It had flaws in it, and I totally get where he's coming from. I really do because he's right. Holmes out of it, it pretty much solves itself but there was i'm I'm right but i'm never coming back (laughs) no no, no. No, you bring up a good point and i think it's just you can look at it in different ways Mm. there's there's nothing wrong with your analysis not at all i I just can't believe that every when gene said that i'm thinking that's the indiana jones thing and i'm like no i gotta believe indiana jones is there (laughs) i'm gonna believe holmes is there for a reason You're not off the show, Gene, depending on whether or not you're willing to travel to another planet with no seat to sit in and limited amounts of oxygen. You mean Pat, Pat <laughs> you mean coach in an airplane. Okay. <laughs> what well, what, what a rocket ship. What a we rocket did, ship. We did send him in storage in this last one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good point. <sighs> Before we dig up all that, let's go to the 221B mailbag. <laughs> well, here, let me clean up the pipes from everybody. No, that's on the pipe detail. You enjoy, oh. you enjoy that nice little shot of tea that I gave you. Okay, I'll, I'll finish it up here. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to snort it. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. We are thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout outs to our Crusaders Club members, much like Gene here. These are the fine folks that have joined our crusade. They're enjoying discounts from my online store, shameless plug, theyardsaleartist.bigcartel.com. You also get early access to special long box episodes. You get to now vote on what the second feature is going to be in our Chronicles episodes. There's a lot going on over there. I, I haven't given you the whole list, but there's a lot going on. Check it out. And you can get that for a low, low price that I will reveal momentarily. So here are the fine folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. Thank you for being a friend. Dave Collins. Blast it or stash it. Gene Hendricks. Ivan the Collector. Ivor Evans. Joe Thomas. John and Maggie from the Married with Comics podcast. They know what they did. Maxwell Traver. Mr. Lobotomy. Ross Michaud. Ronald Went. Samantha Maney. Next up is Tim Price. Bob Buster. Miranda W. Look at that be mysterious. Steve Cronin. Toronto Cap. And if we miss anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com. We'll get it straightened out. So you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? How do I become a Crusaders Club member? 
I'm glad you asked, Elvin, because it's simple. Hmm. You just head over to Patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusaders for as little as $1 a month. You'll get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. Give us a dollar and we will holler. (laughs) (laughs) We don't normally reveal these type of things on the show, but Gene Hendricks is a Crusaders Club member at the $400 a month level. So thank you, Gene. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Uh, I got to check my bank account. <laughs> well, Pat's also does a little hacking on the side. That's right. We're worth every penny. Yeah, I'm an import like. exporter. Imported and exporting. That's what I do. Candy machines like nobody's business. <laughs> if you don't have the $400 laying around like Gene does or any other extra scratch at the $1 level, but you still want to help us out here at LBC headquarters, all you got to do is take a moment to write a review on iTunes for the podcast. Even if you want to keep it short, star ratings, it helps raise the profile of the show. And we'll share your review on the next show because we like to hear from you. We love the reviews. Honestly speaking, I went in and did the star ratings for our own show, and it was so complicated. I just was like, I'll just give a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, Jason. (laughs) So sell that Crusaders Club. (laughs) Let's move into the shares, likes, and retweets. These are the folks that are supporting the show on social media, and we love each and every one of you. You and you and you and you. These shares, likes, and retweets are for episode 24, which was our last Holmes episode. Case of the Careless Suffragette. We mentioned on the show that was with Ruth and Darren were our guests. That was lots of fun. Okay, let's get into these social media heroes that we have. And Gene, would you mind kicking us off, please, sir? Sure. Aaron Brotherhead Moss. El Sedano. Next up, Professor Allen. Alan Middleton. Then we have Austin Kuykendall. Bill Beer. Everyone's favorite, Chris at BTO and Bat Books. Let it roll! What's the show now? Christy McNally. Clint Robinson. Coffee and Comics. Comics Memoir. Colin Stapleton. Dave Collins. That was just, just a crazy old man. My mom, Dame Deborah Smith. Oh, thank you. Then we have Gene Hendricks. Hey, it's you, Gene. Yeah, it's Ooh. me. <laughs> I mean, wait, he's on the show. Yay. Yay. Hey, Gene. <laughs> and I've got Jerry Green. It's a show. And next is Green Lantern HG. Following up is Hell Jordan. Next up is Ivan Chetley. And we have Jonathan Schaefer Hames. He knows what he did. Mm-hmm. Kevin Dale Duncan, KDDs. <laughs> and Kirk Spencer, who hopes you draw a Sergeant Rock at Big Army 5. <laughs> Married with comics, John and Maggie. Next up, Professor Frenzy. It's a, it's a show. 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 Professor Frenzy Show. Joe. Then we have our good friends at R&D Adventures. Ruth and Darren, thanks for listening. Ah, uh, this guy traveled with us to Mongo once. It's Rick Heineken. Mm-hmm. Next up is Robert Charles. Ross Michaud. Ruth Sutherland. And we have Secret Wars and Beyond Podcast. Tim Price, come on down. You're the next contestant. <laughs> Warlord Worlds. Victoria Lorick. And last but certainly not least, Xenozoic Xenophiles. Excellent. Let's go into the actual mailbag and get out some comments. And I haven't done the sound effects in quite a while. I'm excited to bring it back. So, Jason, hand me the mailbag. Here it comes. Thank you. Getting into the actual paper letters because we do it old school here at 221B. My fool's cap. 
Yes, sir. There's a letter. Okay. From Rad Adventures, they said, so much fun with two explanation points. And uh, we had a lot of fun recording this, and uh, and we had a lot of fun having them as guests. So great times mm-hmm. were had by all. Good people. I did notice listening back to the episode that like Delvin would make a joke and Ruth would be like, <laughs> and Jason made a joke and like, <laughs> and I'd make a joke and she would, huh. <laughs> I even got a little bit of a laugh with my uh, suffragette uh, little joke. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days I'll win her over. <laughs> and now that I'm sad, I'm going back to the mailbag. <laughs> Whose turn? This is uh, it's me. And I will go with my nemesis, Jonathan Schaefer Haynes. And he says, the careless suffragettes would be a great name for a band. And while I do know what he did, and he is my nemesis, he's not wrong. That's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) That was a very good one, Jonathan. Well, let me get back in the mailbag and find one here for Gene. There you go. Ah, Professor Allen said, uh, I asked poor Mrs. Quarterbin to watch this one before listening to the episode. We still aren't sure what we just watched. (laughs) (laughs) It was an odd one. It was, yes. Oh, you watched that one too, Gene? I am completely caught up now. Ooh, look at you. Hey, hashtag I'm following Holmes. (laughs) Hashtag I'm following Holmes. It's not just a hashtag, it's a (laughs) commitment. Now that, uh, that just bumped him back up on the guest list, man. (laughs) Yep, yep. And I, got, I think I go in one more time for Delvin, right? There you go. I believe that leaves Green Lantern HG, who says, you know you always do great episodes, but having the fabulous Sutherlands in this episode? I can't I say emojis, so I just made a sound. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> just perfect. And am I the only one wondering about bomb bag fashion? Hmm. Hmm. And what's with Wilkins letting Lisa Simpson's teacher leave like that? Ugh. <laughs> Hashtag I'm following Holmes. Hashtag RAD Adventures fan. Nice. Mm-hmm. Awesome letter. Freaking yep. HG. Always oh, there. Always there. Yeah, did I skip it. you? No. Yeah, you did, but that's okay. Oh, did he? I my bad. I'll get a I'll get a letter out for you. That's okay. Here, hold on to this bag for me. Oh, I uh, you know what? <laughs> don't don't get don't just think. give me a refill. I forgot you, Pat. So I'm gonna do something nice for you. And this this O'Duels is for you, my friend. You got a letter to read, my friend? Sure. I have one from our friends of the show and past guests, Rad Adventures. Oh man, they're back again. They're back again. They love this episode. And they say we had a lot of fun discussing this episode with the Longbox Crusade crew. Hey, that's us. That is us. That is. We had a lot of fun with them. Yeah, we did. And I tell you, man, if I someday I wish my beard would be as cool as Darren's. Damn. You, you may as well wish for a unicorn, my friend. It's just <laughs> not going to happen. Someday. Well, all righty then. So that's it for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, check out the Longbox Crusade. Pat, where can they find that? Well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. You can find us on the iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers. Or you can find us at www.longboxcrusade.com. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Jason. Thank you, Pat. And if you want to hear from us on our trek through all the James Bond films, you can check out on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Jared, where can they find that? 
You can find that on iTunes and Google Play, most of your podcatchers. Go to www.secretpodcast.podbean.com or Twitter. You can check us out at OHMSpod. I can't believe Sean did not interrupt me for that whole thing. I know. I kept looking over and, my shoulder. Uh, I see him. He's in the apartment across the street. And uh, he's... I think he's got. He's showing us a. Uh, is that a bratwurst? In his That's thing? not. No. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Come no, on, no, Sean. No. no. <laughs> I found your stash, your pansies. <laughs> I, I was looking through the telescope too. Oh, oh man. Ooh. Yeah. So right. you uh, probably spotted the. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, did you get combat pay for that? <laughs> <laughs> you see where I was going with that, Pat? When I said you spotted the... Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, you yeah. got to beat something out just out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that bratwurst looks like it has a toupee around it. <laughs> anyway, if you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at Pat Kick Us Off. Well, you can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. Delvin? You can find me at D E E underscore R A Y one nine seven seven. Jared. You can find me at Yard Sale Artist. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all Yard Sale Artists. And you used to be able to find me at your local Bratwurst vendor, but not anymore. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> what do you got? Jason, where can they find you? You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or at Jason Albrick on Facebook or Instagram. Gene Gene, the podcast machine. Go ahead and promote yourself. All right. Well, you can find me on Facebook at Gene Hendricks, or you can find my blog on Facebook at The Hammer Strikes, on Twitter at Hammer underscore Strikes, or just go to TheHammerStrikes.com. Although you're not going to see anything for a little while because I'm going to be busy moving. And good luck with that move, yeah. too. Thank you. I'm, I think I'm going to need it. You know, I'm an importer exporter, so yeah. perhaps we can work something out there. Didn't your yeah. warehouse just burn down? That's why he needs man. new inventory. That's the product we need to move down to Florida from New Jersey, don't we, Pat? <laughs> always, we always got stuff to import, export. That's just, you know, how we roll, me and Sean. He, he's my silent partner, but not really so too silent, but... You know, guys, I've been staring at this next paragraph for like the last two minutes, and I hate to read it because it starts off with, and if you want to interact with us with live chat, (laughs) and I'm pretty sure nobody does now. But in case you do, if you're still hanging with us, you can be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles. You can join us for our next episode of Doing It Livestream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30-ish p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube, and please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Ring my bell. Ring my bell. Ring my bell. Ring my That's a Will Smith version. I was like, oh, you, I was doing classic, and then you rolled right into Will Smith. It wasn't bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. So thanks for joining us for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. Now it's time to get your ray gun charged up and get ready to throw hands. Delvin. Wow, 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 wow. 
because our next episode will continue our journey through the 1936 Flash Gordon serial, Space Soldiers. We'll see you next episode for Episode 4, Battling the Sea Beast. The meetup location? Planet Mongo. Planet Mongo.